You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. But these pagans, nothing would stop them. They still wanted to test whether Muhammad was saying the truth or not. So they're like, look, send a group of people to Medina. There are Jews over there. They have the Holy Scriptures. Ask them about Muhammad. I mean, if this guy's really a prophet, these guys should know because they're familiar with how prophethood works. They're familiar with divine messages. So they send a group of people, Meccans, to Medina. They meet a group of rabbis and Jewish scholars, they ask the rabbis, we've got a man who's claiming he's a prophet, how should we treat this? How do we know if he's a prophet? They tell them, ask him three questions. If he answered correctly, he's a prophet. If he didn't, kill him, get rid of him, he's lying. What's the three questions? The first one, ask him about a group of youth who got lost in a cave, what's their story? Number two, ask him about a man whom God gave a vast kingdom and power and he would build dams, who is he? And number three, ask him about the ruh, the soul, what's the soul? If he gave you the answer to the first two questions and the third question he didn't answer it, he's a prophet. This is written in our scriptures. They come back happy. Ah, we've got a perfect way to discredit the prophet. We have tough questions, he doesn't know how to answer. They come to the prophet, oh Muhammad, you're truthful? Let's test you. Tell us about a group of youth who got lost in a cave, who were they? And who's that man whom God gave power and kingdom and he went from east to west? And what is the ruh, what is the soul? The prophet told them, come tomorrow, I'll give you the answer, they're like okay. The next day the Prophet is waiting for the wahi because he never spoke from himself, he's waiting for revelation to come, revelation does not come, no answer, the Prophet has not come with an answer, two days, three days, four days, some hadith state 15 days pass by, nothing, People are anxious, what's going on? He said, I'll have an answer for you. Some of them are like, see, he doesn't have an answer. Those early Muslims, some of them with a weak heart, they were shaken. What's going on? This is a messenger of God. Some hadith say this lasted 40 days. At the end of 40 days, Jibra'il came. Now, how can we look at this? The Prophet according to these sources, he asked Jibra'il, Jibra'il, my brother Jibra'il, what happened to you? Where are you? I've been waiting for the answer. He gives him a verse in Surah Al-Kahf, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءٌ Oh Muhammad, when you said, I'll bring the answer tomorrow, you did not say, inshaAllah, by the will of God. And Allah withdrew me from coming to you. You have to say by the will of God, I'll I'll comment on that. The Prophet tells according to for example Ibn Ishaq and his seerah, he says the Prophet you know told Jibra'il, look I started having bad doubts, 
when you stopped coming what happened this is not acceptable the prophet does not have bad doubts these are weak hadiths you know however there's a verse like that and we do have verses that we do have hadith that state revelation was delayed now why most Muslims believe it's because the prophet made a mistake he did not say inshallah by the will of God so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to teach him a lesson that everything whenever you promise something don't say it certainly say with the permission of God Allah was teaching him a lesson and that's why the correct view of our scholars it wasn't that the prophet made a mistake this was a plan by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to demonstrate to Muslims and everyone the importance of saying inshallah that even wahi revelation which is so sensitive when you need it the most to give the answers if you don't say inshallah it'll be withdrawn from you so it was a practical example by the prophet that look if you don't say inshallah even Jibra'il is not going to come so Muslims always say it always remember that everything is by the will of God don't think don't plan for your future and think you're so powerful you can do anything you want no have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's not that the prophet really made a mistake but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to practically demonstrate to the people because look you can tell people all you want say inshallah it's not that effective but when they see Jibra'il did not come 15 or 40 days they'll never forget that it's powerful it's practical example So according to our scholars, yes, he was informed by Allah that this would happen. So it's not that he did a mistake, yes. It's like he was instructed by God. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, he did not make a mistake. Definitely was not a mistake. Surah Al-Duha? In what sense? Why? What would it have to do with Surah Al-Duha? There's also a, a sort of a similar backstory to this that Rasulullah he became uh, disparaged uh, that Wahi was stopped coming to the Oh yes, we talked about that. We talked about Surah Al-Duha where, you know, yeah, there are some who claimed the Wahi after the first time the Prophet met Jibra'il at the cave of Hira. We examined what happened. You know, some say Surah Al-Duha came and the Prophet thought Allah was abandoning him. No, no, that's that happened much, much earlier. This happened actually later. That's Surah Al-A'la, yes. So in any case, you know this was a very good example of always having tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know unfortunately in our common language we use inshallah but we don't use it properly oftentimes if you want to get rid of someone you want to say no politely you say inshallah right <laughs> or like parents when your kids want something from you inshallah inshallah baba inshallah that, that's that's not respecting inshallah inshallah Exactly, exactly. Sometimes you'll see a child, no, no, don't say, that means no. See, we have to treat this word with respect, with dignity, with honor. It's sacred. Truly mean it. 
Now when you want to get rid of someone or you want to say no politely, you say inshallah, inshallah. Don't take this word lightly. Truly have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In any case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the verses of Surah Al-Kahf. As for the first question, Allah reveals the Surah of Kahf. Allah tells us exactly what happened to those people. Allah mentions their story of those youth who got lost in the cave. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Kahf also mentions the story of Dhul Qarnayn. That king, you know, uh, some say it was Alexander the Great, some say it was Cyrus. There are some uh, possibilities here. Anyway, Dhul Qarnayn was a man who was given powers and kingdom. Allah talks about his story in the Quran. And the third question, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ They ask you about the ruh. قُلِ الرُّوحِ مَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي Say the ruh is from my Lord, from the affairs of my Lord. Don't get into it. He gave them these three answers, they realized, no, he's really a prophet. Just as those Jewish rabbis told us, he gave us the answer. And still, they rejected. 